Remember when I used to just talk about films and this was primarily a film and music podcast. Welcome to the Dr. Zeus podcast. And tonight I'm going to talk about Oppenheimer because I saw it out of sheer boredom. I had done everything that I needed to do that Labor Day, Monday, and I thought, what the fuck do I do? So I was looking at times and driving, and I made it to my destination. I thought, okay, I, was, I wanted to see Oppenheimer. I am the son of a, of a microbiologist, so of course I had always heard about Oppenheimer. I had heard about the Manhattan Project. One of my father's personal heroes was Albert Einstein. <laughs> right there. I don't think it was Oppenheimer. And the movie, I, I got to talk about it. It was a trip. It was a trip, and... It was a little bit of Inception. At the same time, there was some Memento in there. There was a cinematography. And then there was some Dunkirk in there. An extraordinary cast. I'm going to talk about it. I have something printed out so that I can, rather than pause, because I take that seriously when people say they like the show, but the pauses. And I'm like, okay. And, you know, it always takes someone to say that to me because then it drives me in the right direction in a, you know, in a positive, that's uh, constructive um, I wouldn't call it criticism. It's it's constructive, though. So we're going to talk about Oppenheimer and why I smoked a joint during it. So stay tuned, Dr. Zeus Podcast. Picture it, a Sunday night, and your narrator doesn't know what the fuck he's going to do with his time. He could either go home and be really, really bored and clean, which he really should be doing, because he has some stuff to look for, or he can go to the little small town and just walk around. Oh, but it's Labor Day, and he doesn't want to drink because he already did that on Saturday night, and he doesn't want to buy anything because he's on a budget. What does he do? Well, he's going to go see the movie that everyone's been talking about besides Barbie, and that's Oppenheimer, directed by Christopher Nolan. And so that's what I did. I, I'm your narrator, Dr. Seuss. <laughs> and I went and saw Oppenheimer. And it was, you know, I saw it because, first of all, I am the child. Well, I'm, I'm a grown-up now. I'm the son of a retired microbiologist. And I'd always heard stories about the Manhattan Project and the, the bomb and, and Einstein. How Einstein regretted all that shit. But I never heard much about Oppenheimer. But then he, when the movie was going to come out, they were going to go see it. They didn't see it. So I saw it. Now, I had found a 9.15 showing. And I thought, okay. And it's three hours long. I didn't get out till almost 12.30. I had to be at work by 7 something. So I didn't get to bed till 1-ish. But you know me. It's I'm tossing and I'm turning. And my brain wakes up at 3 a.m. The magical bewitching hour. So... Oppenheimer, written and directed by Christopher Nolan, based on the 2005 biography American Prometheus by Kai Bird and Martin J. Sherwin. The film chronicles the career of American theoretical uh, physicist J. Robert Oppenheimer. The story predominantly focuses on Oppenheimer's studies, his direction of the Manhattan Project during World War II, and his eventual fall from grace due to his 1954 security hearing. The film stars... Cillian Murphy as the title character. Is it Cillian or Killian? Emily Blunt as his wife, Kitty. Matt Damon. Of course, Matt Damon has to be in it. And then Casey's in it, too. Casey Affleck. As head of the Manhattan Project, Leslie Groves. Robert Downey Jr. as U.S. Atomic Energy Commission member, Louis Strauss. And Florence Pugh as his communist lover, Gene Tatlock. The ensemble supporting cast includes Josh Hartnett. Oh, yes. Casey Affleck, Rami Malek, and Kenneth Branagh. 
Now, this film, I, I got it. I got to tell you. Okay, at first I was like, okay, this is this is long, and it was long, and I love science and yes, yeah, stuff about bombs. But then the whole, uh, you know, archetype of Oppenheimer. I mean, there's a moment where he tra- he almost poisoned his professor. He put cyanide in an apple, and luckily. Kenneth Branagh's character saves the day because he's going to eat the fucking apple. And what does Oppenheimer do? Because he respects Kenneth Branagh's character more than his actual professor. He throws it in the garbage. So that's one little nugget I'll give you. But damn, damn. You know, you could see why he was so troubled. And the film took moments to enhance that through the, you know, him trying to sleep and he's seen protons and he's seen atoms being split and stars burning out and his his mind was truly uh, a prison of itself. Now the film was announced in September 2021 after Universal Pictures won a bidding war for Nolan's screenplay following Nolan's conflict with longtime distributor Warner Brothers. Murphy was the first cast member to sign on the following month with the rest of the cast joining between November of 2021 and April 2022. Pre-production was underway by January of 2022 and filming took place from February to May. Oppenheimer was filmed in a combination of IMAX 65mm and 65mm large format film including for the first time sections in IMAX black and white film photography like his previous works Nolan used extensive practical effects and minimal computer generated imagery. Oppenheimer is Nolan's first film to receive an R rating in the United States since Insomnia in 2022 or 2002. Oppenheimer premiered at the Lang Grand Rex in Paris on July 11, 2023, and was theatrically released in the United States and the United Kingdom on July 21st. It simultaneously released with Warner Brothers. Barbie led to uh, Barbenheimer culture phenomenon, which encouraged audiences to see both films as a double feature. The film grossed over 853 million worldwide on a 100 million project budget, becoming the third highest grossing film of 2023, the highest grossing World War II related film, and the second highest R rated film of all time. It received critical acclaim with particular praise for the cast performances, screenplay, and visuals. Okay, now this is where I'm going to dive in because my brain doesn't work like other people's brains and i know it's like that smith song stopping if, if, if you think you've heard this one before i have adhd so my attention span is like oh geez this is a three hour fucking movie what am i gonna do of course yes i'm playing on the phone i'm watching the movie i'm playing on the phone i'm watching the movie i'm playing on the phone i'm probably looking at naughty photos i'm playing on the phone i'm watching the movie and, and i'm paying attention and then i notice that there's just me and another person and I was like, shit, what do I do? So what did I do? I had my pen on me and I smoked. I smoked, as I say. My friends know that. I smoked. And I watched it partially high. And then I got really high. And then I was like, okay. And the inter- there's some these scenes where he's being questioned. And that's really where my high was like, whoa. <laughs> but yeah, the whole visual extravaganza. I mean, first of all. Uh, J. Robert Oppenheimer was um, an impresario. You know, he didn't build it; he designed it. He came up with the theory of it. So he was the—he was the almost like the Wizard of Oz in this. He—he's not the one who is making it. He is the one who's drawing out the plans and the blueprints. 
you know, I didn't recognize Josh Hartnett because I thought, wait a minute. He looks familiar because, you know, he used to be a heartthrob and all that shit. Still got that square jaw and, you know, hey, nothing wrong with that. But, I mean, this film, there, there was stuff visually going on that I was like, whoa. And people have said to me that, yes, they took liberties with the story. Like all Hollywood films, of course, you're going to take liberties with the story. You have a three-hour movie. You're not going to have a six-hour, 17-hour documentary movie. Now, that would have been a little different. You know, you're going to hear Oppenheimer and his real words versus, is it Killian Murphy or Cillian Murphy? Oh, jeez. I'm so tired that I wish I knew, and maybe I should have prepared more, but hey, that's what happens, and uh, shit happens when you party naked, so yeah, and I do, and I do sleep in the nude, and you know, if anyone is put off by that, I don't fucking care, because this is my show, so, Oppenheimer, I mean, visually, damn, you know, there was all these things going on, and, and I'm like, whoa, and he's fucking Florence Pugh's character. I mean, and, you know, and she doesn't want the flowers. You know, that's kind of, it was kind of like a hot and cold kind of Scarlett O'Hara. She wants him. He wants her. He doesn't want him. He doesn't want her kind of bullshit. And I was like, okay. And I've been there, done that. It's like, you know, all right, you either want it or you don't want it. And I, you know, some people like to play games and some people don't. But, oh, my God, J. Robert Oppenheimer. I mean, he, he had such a troubled mind. And they uh, showed that within the film. There's a moment where everyone's clapping and the, and the sound cuts. And all he hears is, like, a muted kind of sound. And he's obviously plagued and haunted by the decisions that he's making when it comes to the Manhattan Project. And that thus become the became the atomic bomb. I mean, this is what we're, we're talking about here, you know. And those who worked on the atomic bomb uh, were forever haunted by it. Now, there is a surprise at the toward the end of the movie that I'm not going to give away. But I will tell you, makeup-wise, I was like, oh, fuck, I know who that is. Because <laughs> it, it was like a combo of all the other characters that he's ever played in, in makeup. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, and I, and I quickly looked at, you know, who was playing, you know, Truman. I thought, oh... I know who that fucking is, of course, because Christopher Nolan called him and said, hey, will you be in my film? And so he was in the fucking film playing President Truman in a very interesting kind of way. Now, is it Cillian or Killian? Hey, Siri, can you pronounce, is it Killian Murphy or Cillian Murphy? Let's see what Siri has to say. Uh, Hey, Siri, who stars in the film Oppenheimer? And see what Siri says, so... Okay, let's see, because we're saved by Siri. Let's see what Siri does, because I'm in doing this in real time. Hey, Siri, who stars in the film Oppenheimer? I'm not sure I understand. And see, it's like, I don't want the pauses. Hey, Siri, who, stands, who stars in the film Oppenheimer? And see what, okay, here we go. I found this on the web. Okay, yes, but Siri, who stars in the film Oppenheimer? And see Here's what, what he, I found. Hey, Siri. Can you pronounce the star's name from the film Oppenheimer? <laughs> Let's see what he does. I found this on the web. What does it say? <laughs> oh, jeez. I wish someone could help me right now. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, it's like you're on the side of the road and the car has a flat on the freeway. And you're like, fuck this. But oh, whatever. We'll just do this by the seat of the pants. Well, I am commando right now. I know. Some of you are like, why are you saying this fucking shit? Because it's my show and I can fucking say what I want. Now, 
Let's get to the meat and potatoes of the situation. So I'm watching the film. There's me and one other guy. And I'm like, okay. And he's got his feet up. And I'm just kind of chilling. I got shorts on. I'm like, all right. You know, and some people in a perfect world would say, my friends would probably say, why don't you just take your dick out and just play with it or you're watching Oppenheimer? Nah, I'm good. I don't do that. I'm not trying to get arrested. So what did I do? I took the pen out and started smoking. I smoked a lot. I was just kind of sitting there. I'm thinking, he never once said, I can smell that. Stop it. It's like, okay. And it's a pen. I'm smoking it, I'm smoking it, and and then I enjoyed the film a little more, you know, you get into a vibe, and you get into a mood, and you get into a moment, and so yeah, it was, it was one of those films, I was like, okay, I'll watch this again, and I understand the whole psychotics behind it, and the physicality, and uh, science itself, and science, science is kind of a messy situation, you know, I lived with a scientist for years, and let me tell you, they are going to tell you the most brutal truth in the world. They love you, but they're going to tell you the most brutal truth. You know, like when COVID was coming up, he said, this this is here to stay. I don't know what you think is happening. This, We're not getting rid of this. So Oppenheimer, I mean, there's, oh, you you see some shit unfold. His wife, played the, by the brilliant Emily Blunt, is very troubled. They cannot be parents. So what does he do? He takes the child over to his friend's house. We can't, you're gonna have to keep him for a little while. And I'm thinking, no wonder these kids were fucked up. It's their own parents who are these impresarios. They were both scientists. The wife was a biologist. Oppenheimer was a scientist. And it's like, oh my God, what? why, why are you procreating then? Well, because probably they didn't believe in birth control. Uh, if only they were both gay. <laughs> but anyway, that's a solution to everything. Um, but yeah, it was it was a wild film to watch. I thought, whoa, this is historical. I'm watching this. I'm high. And so, yeah, you know, you pass the blunt. Well, I didn't pass anything. I had a pen. And you en- and you enjoy this film. You, and, you know, it's a night out. And um, I'm sure some people were like, some people were saying, why did you go to the movies by yourself? Here's the thing. I'm not going to wait for people to go see a fucking movie. I'm going to take it upon myself. I've done that before with concerts. Where I'm going to go by myself. I'm going to watch a movie. I'm going to have some fucking fun. And that's what I did. I had some fucking fun. And I watched the movie. And I just kind of enjoyed myself. And it was a night out. And people were like, where are you? And that's so annoying when people ask me where I am. And it's like, why? You're not married to me. Come on. Uh, I, w- I will state kind of a new rule. Until you are married to me, which probably won't ever happen, <laughs> uh, then you can ask where I am and what am I doing? And is it good? Did I do this? Did I do that? Because I'll tell you the whole fucking truth because I don't keep shit put away. I don't, I don't believe in that. You know, it's like, okay, you know, there are some secrets that I have. Yes, for financial reasons and this reason and that reason and all the other reasons. But we're going off topic. And, and you know, yeah, I, I don't think I could be Oppenheimer because, you know, I'd just flat out tell my wife, hey, I fucked uh, the chick from Black Widow. <laughs> that would be funny. But yeah, it was, there was a lot going on in this film. And every, you, you know, by the end of the film, you could see Robert Downey Jr.'s character, Strauss, was just tired of this shit. Now, I do have some predictions. I think Robert Downey Jr. is probably going to get an Oscar for this. I mean, just his whole performance, he goes from this really nice guy to it's like, oh, shit, that's what's going on. And even Cillian Murphy, or yeah, he might get nominated probably when the film itself, this is a grandeur of a film. 
And those are the kind of films, and it's long, three hours. Usually the longest film, to quote the late Roger Ebert, wins the Best Picture Oscar. So that might actually happen. You know, usually it, it's dependent on editing. If it wins the editing award, so yeah, I mean, nothing else really has come out on top, you know, if, unless uh, they make succession into a film and then everyone gets an Oscar. So yeah, Oppenheimer. It was wild. I smoked a joint. I smoked a pen. I was high watching it, so I'm not ashamed to admit that. And I, I enjoyed it visually. Story-wise, I was like, okay, I got to watch this again. Because, you know, my ADHD brain is like, okay, oh, there's this. Oh, but look at that. Oh, ooh, ooh. I mean, it was all over the place. But I was, I was visually stimulated by the film. I thought, okay, you know, this is, this is a night out. And I got to see something that everyone had been telling me to see. And it's about science. And I love science. And... What, what else can I tell you? The performances were great. The performances were great. And, you know, it's like, oh, shit, that's so-and-so. There were people in this film, like the Oppenheimer's brother. He was in the Halloween movies with Jamie Lee Curtis, the last one. So, yeah, it was it was a trip. I enjoyed it for three fucking hours. So, yes, this is Dr. Zeus of the Dr. Zeus podcast. It used to be the Dr. Zeus film podcast. And in a couple of days, I'm going to try to have Jason Alney on. And we're going to celebrate his birthday podcast style. So, Oppenheimer, it's out there. Go watch it. And if you have to, go watch Barbie, too. I've often said to people, I will only watch the Barbie movie if I'm high. I've already watched Oppenheimer high. So what does that tell you? Okay. So enjoy it. It's weed. It's good for you. This is the Dr. Zeus podcast and Oppenheimer was the shit. Now bend over and let me take your temperature. I wanted to say something after the podcast uh, where I said that I probably won't ever be married. That's not true. I do believe in that. When it happens, uh, get ready because I'm very difficult to deal with. So, because I go wherever I want and sometimes I don't say anything. I just leave and, you know, oh yeah, I'm doing this. So, get ready. Um, Yes, audience, thank you. Good night.